Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, I'm Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies, and this This is is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast. just here do you i do what do you mean when you say that like i feel like we've done this bit just recently i don't feel that way wow it doesn't feel feel that way uh it's a couple of important uh things it's a tuesday tuesday uh it is um uh the day before our kansas city show that's right if you are in uh if you're in the kansas city area come on you're on the cards and don't know whether you should come why would you be on the cards about that I don't know. Wednesday night in Kansas City. There's no way you have anything better to do. That's exactly right. Cool. Um, and then, um, oh, I don't know. Uh, we got a, a three more episodes this week. Yeah. Thank we got goodness. two movies. We got an interview. Mm, big um, week, big week, big, big week. Big week. Mm-hmm. And if you are uh, coming to our Kansas City or Milwaukee show, the movie that we're going to be covering is right before Christmas. Because of that, that episode will be coming out on Friday, right? You guys understand what I'm saying? Friday. Friday, Friday, so we have a special interview on Thursday that will be coming out. So for those if you were confused about why the gap in between the episodes, that's why. Right that's before why. Christmas is being done uh, live for our friends in Kansas City and Milwaukee. You'll get the everybody else will get the episode on Friday. Um, and uh, guys, a couple of things, of course, to, to tell you about the Patreon community. Uh, I think Bang the only him. way to explain it is it is blowing up, it's I think crazy. is the best way to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Would you and say it's rocking and rolling? It's rocking, mm-hmm. it's rolling, and we're going to be watching two uh, bonus movies mm-hmm. that aren't Hallmark Noel, movies. Disney Plus. That's exactly right. No, uh, but, uh, and then the uh, night before Christmas. Now this is a the time Netflix. travel time medieval, medieval movie. Medieval Thank goodness. Movie. So, uh, we had a dozen people join the Facebook group uh, last weekend. Yes. So, it's crazy. We get several every day that are c- jumping on uh, patreon.com slash take the Hallmark. Now's the time. And people might think, man, is the Facebook group really worth it? Yeah. It is worth it. But you it, also get a sticker. You get a sticker. You also get bonus apps. Uh, at, like at the $20 tier, you're getting a free shirt. $50, you're getting who knows what. Yeah, VIPs all kinds of and all sorts yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, But it, even if you just want to join it for, like, that's all you can do, but you want to support the pod, you're going to be getting a sticker. You're going to get a Christmas card. So lots of exciting yeah. things coming up, even for those of you that out there that are just doing the four. Thank you so much Thank for, you for your support. Absolutely. It means so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, we're still doing uh, our, our communities and schools push. And so if you would like to join us in helping our, our favorite nonprofit in the entire world, mm. communities and schools, uh, there's lots of different ways you can do it. You can leave a review on, on uh, Apple Podcasts, not only for just for our show, uh, our other show, History, History Historic. Historic. We That's are giving right. a dollar for every donate, uh, for every uh, review through mm. the end of the year. And so the, we've already done over 100, which is awesome. So let's keep that going. You can buy a shirt on our website, only on our website, the Deck the Homework logo shirt. Uh, money goes towards uh, communities and schools. Uh, and you can just donate directly. All that is Deck the Mark.com slash joy for all of that good stuff. Uh, guys, are you ready to go? I couldn't be more ready. Uh, let's spark this fire. Let's spark, spark this, this fire. fire. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Now, if you were watching us on Friendly TV, FriendlyTV.com slash DTH, join in on the fun. You look as ready as you've ever been. Guys, can I say this? Uh, my focus, laser. <laughs> laser focus. Uh, my my laser. resolve, rock solid. Uh, my willingness, pliable. Okay. 
Those are all adjectives and nouns. You're right. Let's get going, guys. Christmas Under the Stars originally aired on November 16th, 2019. And I went a little something like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> there was some weird like pulling. What are you doing? It's th- That's all Panda. I'm trying to tell him something off air. He's actually doing a bit. He's pinching me for some reason. I'm I want to something. I'm just happy, Communicate guys. with him. Yeah, like, um, this. Julie is a teacher who is getting ready for the first Christmas since her father passed away. She has a son. She has tons of medical debt because of her father. Uh, Nick is <laughs> Nick is a rich, a rich boy. Who takes his job, unlike these guys, very seriously. (laughs) He just got fired. (laughs) He just got fired from his job. He's very upset about it. He's walking around the city, uh, clearing his head, and he bumps into Clem, who runs a Christmas tree lot. And he offers him a job. And after giving it a lot of thought, like a day and a half worth of thought, he decides to take that job at the Christmas tree lot. He gets a dollar plus. Guys, I'm going to change the camera shot if you, if you don't cut it out. <laughs> this is unprofessional. It is. We're trying to run a podcast Come here, on, guys. Brian. <laughs> Julie and Matt keep coming back uh, to the lot. They are friends with Clem because uh, her father, his grandfather, uh, used to help Clem with the lot. And so they're friends. Uh, Nick wants to become her friend um, and and maybe maybe more. Uh, Clem asks Nick to deliver a tree to, you guessed it, Julie's house. And when the day comes to decorate that tree, Matt invites himself back over. And Julie is not upset about that. Uh, Julie and Nick open up to one another about the Christmases that they had growing up, and turns out uh, Julie adopted Mike. She has not been married before. This is a this is a new a new twist on Hallmark movies. Uh, they go to see the town Christmas tree lighting, and they hold hands as the tree lights up. She just she just loves it. Uh, when she finds out that one of his clients from his old job was the company that keeps coming for her in the medical debt, she says, "I don't want to talk to you. You're a part of the problem. Get out of here. It's a big big ordeal." Uh, Clem gives him some words of wisdom as he does, and Julie gives. A, a stargazing class to her students, and they're both having a little bit of extra hope that they need so badly. Uh, when Nick comes back to the tree lot after uh, some deliveries, he sees that uh, that Clem has fallen and is bleeding. We actually see blood. It's incredible. So Nick tells Clem to go rest at his house and he'll take care of the tree farm. He asks Julie to come and help him run the farm and they decorate Clem's trailer for him. It's very nice. Uh, Nick tells his dad how much he loves running this Christmas tree lot and his dad is totally cool with it. Uh, Nick was able to get do a lot of good things in the last, I don't know, couple of days. He was able to wipe away the debt that Julie had and he got a new job at a firm where he will, his job will be to restructure medical debt for other people who are in the same uh, situation that Julie was in. Julie is uh, is able to save the Christmas tree lot, and Clem will be back next year to sell his trees. They drink champagne, they kiss, and that, my friends, was Christmas, Christmas under the stars. stars. Yeah, hey, hey, we did it. 
We certainly do. There was the, the amount of, I don't even know what you guys were doing. I saw a lot of tummies. And I know what? that sounds weird. I saw a lot of bellies. I don't know what I, you're talking that is about. That's the weirdest thing I've we ever heard We would never you do anything of the sort. You would never just show me your belly. Never. No. no what? Not Come for, on. No. Not on I say it out each other a long time. I say, that's I say ridiculous. it out loud, and that sounds crazy. It does. It, it is crazy. Man, we're just trying to be professionals over here. And you, I'm got, just, you got a case of the giggles. I got a case of the giggles. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, guys, I don't know if you've heard. We do have four segments on this show, but before we get to the first one we got a couple sponsors today we're really excited to talk about them uh guys can i ask you this one how'd you sleep last night oh Oh, man like a million bucks really i had a stiff neck honestly i haven't been sleeping very well i've been tossing and turning um and i have been considering getting myself a new mattress well i didn't tell you that the reason that i slept so well is i actually have a purple pillow that i sleep on really yeah purple brand pillow okay believe it yeah does purple brand Pillows make mattresses. They do, in fact, make mattresses. And do here's they? the thing about Purple is the, they're two brothers. They founded the company. They've been working in cushioning technology for over 30 years, and they basically basically created a different surface to sleep on. So every mattress has some different combination of memory foam, springs, some sort of other foam in there. These guys created basically a, a smart grid. It's made out of this hyperelastic polymer. I don't want to get too bogged down in the science of it. Needless to say, it's firm and soft at the same time. And wow. it only uh, provides pressure relief on the places that you need it. It's different from any other mattress out there. It's so if I'm used to a memory foam, it's going to be a little bit different? Very different. In okay. fact, the first time you lay on it, you may not know what to think. But after 30 days, and they're going to give you way more than that in a, in they're a free They're going to give trial. you 100 days. That's right. After 30 days, you're going to feel a difference in how you feel when you wake up in the morning, how your body feels all day long. It is an absolute game changer, this grid is. So here's what's dope. You, uh, If you want to get a mattress, uh, they're going to give you 100 nights free trial. Um, if you're not satisfied, you can return it, and it's super easy. And There's free shipping, free, free yeah. returns, and you're going to get a 10-year warranty yeah. so on this mattress. Most mattresses, they say, replace after eight years because it collects these cells or what are your skin cells and stuff. Not the grid. The grid is completely temperature neutral. Uh, e- even skin cells flow immediately out. Wow. So you have a 10-year warranty on this mattress. You don't need to replace your mattress. So here's what's cool, and here's what I am going to do. Um, Purple is going to give the listeners of Deck to Hallmark a free pillow when you buy a mattress. And what better time to get a new mattress in the holiday season? You want to be sleeping good during the holidays because you're going to be running and going, and there's nothing you need more right now than a good night's sleep. And so a free pillow with the purchase of a mattress. And that here's the thing. Not only are you going to love Purple, but the pillow is on top of the free gifts that they're going to give you on the website. Awesome. So what that means is usually when you go to their website, you can buy a mattress and they'll give you something free, seat oh, cushion, cool, cool, cool. cheats, whatever that promo is. This promo is not replacing that. It's in addition to that. Oh, so very cool. For this free pillow, which is going to change your life, you need to actually text, text DECK, all caps, the word DECK, D-E-C-K, to 84888, four eight eight eight. 888. That's the only way to get the free pillow on top of all the other free goodies when you purchase the mattress. Standard data and text messaging rates do apply, but text DECK to 84888 to get that free pillow to change your night night sleep starting immediately. I just did it. I just did it right now. Join me in texting DECK to 84888. You'll be happy you did. Uh, guys, let's do a little, uh, a little, uh, a little, a little hot take. Hot take. Hot take. And there's one guy that I know that has the hottest of takes. His name is Panda. Panda is here with me yeah. in a different shirt than he started out with. I don't know. Panda. That. No. Been the same old time. What's same. your take, pal? Uh, <laughs> how about this one, guys? I love this movie. Mm. 
I love it. And here's why. First of all, Clem is one of my favorite characters we've had uh, on a Hallmark movie in a while. Uh, second of all, uh, really thought that the overall issues that she was dealing with, having to restructure, get debt paid down from family, was a believable crisis on her end. Uh, really appreciated that. Uh, I thought overall the pacing of this movie was good. Uh, it will not be one of my top, I would not say it's my top two. It's not that high, but it is in my top five. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say it's not going to be top three. He doesn't remember his team. No, 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 I do. No, no, I remember. I, I, I think I do have this ahead of, uh, mistletoe, uh, wishes. Christmas wishes. Christmas. Yeah. Wishes. Puppy dog kisses. I have that one. I have that (laughs) Um, ahead. Okay. I lo- I like this movie a lot. Okay. So three for you overall. I, yeah. I, I yeah. I, I'm yeah. willing to put it at three. Wow. Yeah. All right. We'll see. Well, we'll see what happens. We got two more movies left this week. I know. It, but I, at I mean, this point, I mean, Godwin point, could really just come. And there is not a world where Godwin Christmas is making any top anything list. Yeah. I, I would say so. Yesterday, I had. Uh, 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 Tamara's movie at Sister, Mira. Sister, 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 Sister number five. Uh, I think that this would bump that one out of the top five. So, so yesterday you had come up. You had that movie in the top five. A Christmas I told you. Miracle? Yeah, yeah. I think I had that number five. For oh, me. the second half of it really worked. That's right. Yeah. Second half yeah. of it. And I think that, that this movie skips that one and, and bumps that one out. So yeah. bumps that one. If it's three, it bumps. Yeah. It yeah bumps okay. It I got you. I got you. Yeah, once you do no, some no, math read once. a book. That's hey, right. Read an elementary book. <laughs> that was an elementary specific book. type. <laughs> kind of um, reading elementary. Uh, so for me, I do agree. I thought Clem was great, and I have been a big uh, proponent of making these side characters bigger in the Hallmark world. Whenever they bring in a character that's not necessarily the main love interest on either side, I'm a big fan. When they make them these characters that we fall in love with, it gives a little bit more depth yes. to the to the movie as a whole. We see, uh, like, we can only see two people fall in love so many times like there's something about Clem that makes this movie better than it is because I don't really care about the love interests in this movie I don't really care about them it seemed like it wasn't really something that worked for me personally their relationship but what did work for me was Clem everything that Clem did worked for mm-hmm. Bran the Christmas tree lot was fantastic I thought Nick and Clem I liked their relationship mm-hmm. I thought Jules and Clem, great relationship. Whenever those things were happening, I was in on the actual romantic relationship. wasn't a huge fan. It didn't work much for me. I didn't get those romantic feels. But I loved Clem. I loved a lot. I loved a lot about this movie. Uh, just the two leads did not work well necessarily together for me. So for me, I'll just also just want to throw this in there. I feel like they're doing a good job this year of giving every character for the most part uh, every movie has a greater human dynamic than we've seen last year in the 2018 movies you, for the most part you also love autumn research i'm a huge autumn research yeah, fan yeah, and yeah. i thought and she's great like she brings this humanity to every character that mm. she plays that by the end of the movie she's just she's really charming she's very endearing she does a really good job of of being believable in whatever character she plays yeah. i i, I, love I would it. i think my problem was more with uh, Jesse's character. Yeah, yeah. I, he's, he's for, not my for me. It was just a a situation where she is so so sweet. 
so wonderful uh, of a character. And his character is just this rich guy that only cares about money and is finally realizing that there's people outside of himself. And that's a fine storyline. And it worked with Clem. It just didn't necessarily, like, I don't see those two people actually connecting. Yeah, they didn't I actually agree. connect in this movie. But everybody else connected well with yeah, each other. And I, because I of that, that. It, it, it worked for me. I would agree with that. And I would also say that's why this movie cannot peak any higher than three for me because it's just like those other two movies had all those dynamics that worked together two turtle dubs and and uh here holiday for heroes mm. dan yeah look clark peters is a national treasure the guy that plays clem he's lester from the wire he's a good actor like he's good at his craft and he's way too good for this movie like right. He lends just such a level of gravitas to every line. Like what could have easily been a token, almost offensive character, like comes to life because of Clark Peters as Clem. So he's great. He's great. Um, the movie around him is really bad. He's great. Uh, I, I think for me, there's so much that they try to have go on in this movie and the more that they have go on, the more preposterous it becomes. Like she says like four times in this movie that she, the debt was already paid, but then it was bought. All right. If, if she's paid the debt, then there's been a clerical error. It doesn't matter who owns the debt, but like this, I is, think that's the problem. But I think that's a real problem. No, I thought it was a problem too, but that means you need a lawyer, not somebody to buy the debt. And then at the end of the movie, they come in and they go, Hey, the debt's been taken care of. It's off the books. So, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she's stressing about something that if she already paid it, like, it just seems to be a non-starter. And then just some really dumb classic, like, everything works out at Christmas garbage that we have in these movies. And then there are some really, like, this movie is next level dumb in a lot of ways. <laughs> Having said that, the scenes that involve Clark Peters and any other adult work, the stuff with the kid didn't work for me, the, 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 Anything that involves Clark Peters talking with another adult works for the most part. Also, I'm a foster parent. Obviously, the foster stuff hit. Like, the fact that she was a foster and adoptive mom was cool, but they really didn't do anything else with it. And so, for me, I just was kind of I think like, it no. was just, it was Hallmark's response to you either are divorced or, you're, right. or dead. Right. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. there's other things, which is great. Um, I would like to see more of that. I yeah, love sure. that they did that. And I would just say, on a personal note, like, a lot of times people... Say I like people come up with every excuse in the world not to foster. They do. And they always say something like, I couldn't, my heart couldn't take it if I fostered a kid and then that kid left my home. Those are the people. Which camera? Two? Is it two? Which uh, one do you want? Those are the people. I always say two, it doesn't matter. Those are the people that need to foster. Like if you, if you right there on friendlytv.com slash DTH think my heart just wouldn't be able to handle a kid living with me and then not living with me. Those are the people that kids need, like, period. I know that we're not, this is a comedy podcast, but that's the kind of person that should be a foster mom or dad. And that is cool about Autumn Reese's character is she tried to foster, she ended up adopting the kid. You know, it, it's, it's not always that cut and dry in the foster not, system. Right. It doesn't happen like that a lot of times. It's a lot messier than that. But that does not negate the fact that those are the kind of people that need to be out there fostering uh, kids who, who desperately want and need homes and need good uh, parental influence. It's not perfect, just good. So, like I'm all in on that. Um, the movie's just next level dumb. That I actually think the Metcalf Reeser combo was not a bad one for what it's worth. I, I don't like. 
I, I think both of them are. are I don't think good that they're combo. Enough. I again, I, I I don't know if I was clear enough. It, the characters were the thing that didn't yeah. work. I didn't dislike them together. I just yeah. thought that the, like his character, I don't see ever working out with her character. But I actually like the fact that they fall for each other pretty early in this movie. She asks him out. This yeah. all happens with like an hour left in the movie. I thought that was good. Um, this is a bad movie, but they're all bad to me. It will be in my top five somewhere. Wow. Uh, right now. Uh, like, I hate a Christmas miracle. This is definitely better than Mary and Bride, in my opinion. Yeah, I um, agree. So I think that's fifth for me. I don't know. I'm uh, going to have to sit alone and pray um, about it. I yeah, I need to I need to see what my list is. It's definitely not as good as the top three. It probably does slide in at four or five for me right this now. This top five thing we're doing is really... It's a different world. It's making me not, I'm not able, to, not able to sleep Ranking at night. your five favorite films. <laughs> Don't know where they'll fall. <laughs> One, two, three. Or, or them all. all. Deck the Hallmark with your favorite guy. Deck the Hallmark with, with your favorite. favorite. It's time for All the Feels. <laughs> uh, if that didn't give it to you, to your dad. Uh, all the Feels part of the show, we wonder. Uh, when, no, we don't even wonder. We know what gave us Feels. We talk about them. Uh, for me, it's this line that Clem gave uh, to to uh, the home, homeboy. Um, what's his name? Nick. He says, uh, if you think you love a woman, don't waste time. Um even 41 years wasn't enough. <laughs> it worked That's for me, a great man. I, yeah. I had that as my uh, yeah, we're too, all yeah. We're all married to wonderful women. I think we can all say that uh, I've been married for almost six years now. Uh, the best six years of my life. It's mm-hmm. gone like this. And so I can imagine, I, 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 I pray that after 41 years, I can say the same thing. Uh, so it was great to hear him say that. Go after who you love. Um, and, and it'll, it'll it, it, you never, there's never enough time. That's right. You know? Uh, I think that scene was my number one, but another scene that gave me feels is uh, Jesse's character, Nick is his name, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he comes back uh, to the Christmas shop after Clem's uh, been either taken to the hospital or he's already back at this point. He's recovering, uh, but he sees his dad there. And uh, even though it's a little, I, we were talking about this, it's a little out of character for his dad yeah. on some, um, some level. Yeah. I, I think I disagree to an extent with that, um, but... I, I love the scene where he sits there and he basically says, son, I'm proud of you no matter what. And, and I love that scene. I think that's a good scene. I think it's a scene where he's reconnecting yeah. with his dad and he realizes that a, a lot of the things that him and he thought his dad was proud of him for was not yeah. there. And so like, and I love that. And I think, well, we'll discuss it later if you feel like there's an out place well, thing because I don't think – I think that there's enough clues in that first conversation they have over the phone that show you his dad's not all about the money even though that's where a lot of their relationship was predicated on. It was ultimately a misunderstanding there. I think that it's actually a pretty fun dynamic between him and his dad that I really like. Here's my thing is that I – I love a good father son scene. Like we've had this conversation about those work for me so well, just, I had the best dad in the world and I I still do. And, and so in Hallmark movies, very rarely is emotion actually earned. Like, so it's not fair to say that moment wasn't earned because most moments aren't, they're really trying to make two people fall for each other in a week and usually takes months or whatever. But even in the Hallmark world, I felt that that father son moment wasn't earned. Like I, like if you want to say, oh, you dive a little deeper in that first phone conversation, but this is a guy that's basically uh, fast cars, a lot of money, and all of a sudden he changes his mind when his son's in trouble. I like the moment, but I definitely did a full eye roll. Like it didn't do, like I definitely wouldn't put that in my fields for 100% sure. Uh, 
Having said that, my moment is also a Clem moment, as it should be. Every right. feels moment in this movie should have Clark Peters involved because he was that good. Um, it also happens, he uh, Jesse Metcalf, Nick, comes back and works the lot, leaves his interview early, and Clark, it's really an acting moment more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Clark Peters gets really mad at him and then starts to talk about, basically he starts to equate the fact that if I screw up your future because of me and my past, it's going to eat me alive. And he almost breaks down in tears. It's this moment so where good. he starts a sentence about his wife, Gracie, and he can't finish the sentence. And then he backs off. Like he goes all the way to the edge. It looks like it's about to be flood of tears. And then he backs off mm. and goes, your future's important. That scene was better than Hallmark. Like it was yes, a really was. good scene, which is probably why this movie's going to end up in my top five, because the good moments, him, Clark Peters, just carries this movie on his back. He's like, it's going to be better than average, I promise you. Um, but that moment was really, really good. Yeah, it was. It was great. All right, guys, it's time for the way well. But before we do, guys, we've all uh, gotten married before. Mm-hmm. Yes, we yeah. have. It is a very stressful time. And Can when I say I, this? Yeah. Wedding, I've, I've been with my wife for 17, 18 years now. Total. I've been yeah. married for 13. Total. Yeah. Wedding planning. The eight months of wedding planning. My least favorite time in our entire 18 years. Yeah, together. it's super stressful. It's really difficult. And when I found out about Zola, I was mad that it wasn't around when I was getting Is there. Zola your buddy that comes and does the wedding planning? Zola is my buddy, but it's not who we're talking about here. Zola <laughs> is this amazing website that is here to help make your wedding planning so much easier. Mm. I've considered asking my wife to marry me again just so I can use Zola and have a better experience. Boy, that's bold. No, yeah. my wedding was great. And over um, a million couples have already tried this, uh, so yeah, that's Yeah, that's exactly time. right. And so here's the thing. Have you ever seen like those cool wedding websites out there that make it so easy? Yes. Um, yep. With Zola, you're going to get one. You're going to be able to create your own wedding website. It's so easy. It takes minutes. You don't have to be a coder to do it. You just have to know stuff about yourself. The wedding website is free. That's exactly right. There's hundreds of beautiful uh, wedding website designs to choose from. So you can pick a design that kind of matches your own personality. You can add photos, your stories, how you, how you got crazy kids met. All that good stuff is on there. You can have a, uh, a frequently asked questions like, Hey, are are kids invited? How many times am I going to a wedding with my wife? And I'm like, Hey, is this a full Sit down meal That's or exactly kids right. invited. Like how yeah, we have all the info on all That's this. Exactly be on right. your website. That's exactly right. And not only that, you can do uh, like your wedding registry with it, and you can also get your wedding invites. That's Invitations incredible. from Zola. That's, That's exactly right. So there's these amazing different uh, designs that you can pick for your invitation. Again, matching your personality. It's all about you. That's right. The wedding is all about you, and so make why not make your website and your invitations match who you are. You can actually person. start the wedding website for free, and then when you order the wedding invitations, they can match the theme on your website that is how so, wild is that? that's awesome that's so cool mm-hmm. i wish i wish this was around uh guys here's the thing uh you can build your free wedding website today on zola and you're gonna get fifty dollars towards your wedding registry wow i know to do that go to zola.com slash deck that is z-o-l-a.com slash deck i'm very it. appreciative of these uh companies with easy names uh because i can spell them and you um, have a buddy named zola so i do have a buddy named zola so it's easy for me uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. zola.com com slash deck uh, free website fifty dollars towards your wedding registry. Why would you not this do is that? The way to wedding right. That's just the bottom line. Yep. If you're getting married, this is for you. Congratulations, very excited for you, Uzola. If you have somebody in your family, maybe a kid uh, that is uh, that is uh, getting married, that's in this process. Make your life easier that's right. <laughs> by telling them about Zola. Streamline it truly it. is going to streamline the Zola. entire process. Com slash deck. That's exactly right. Uh, big thanks to all of our sponsors. They're so great. That's right. uh, so wonderful. Um, it's time for the way what part of the. 
the show. It's when we talk about when this movie made us go, wait, what? Um, uh, Pan? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, uh, I, admittedly, I have less than the normal movie because I think this movie's just great. But there are a couple things that stood out to me. They fire Nick really fast yeah. uh, in this. If he's about to make Junior partner... Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, because of a couple deals, even if they're not great, even if they're monumentally bad, if yeah. he's worked his way up and has landed that much business and yeah. then had maybe one or two, you're, you're probably not going to get fired for that. That seemed a little preposterous to me. Uh, the other thing I would just mention is I, to piggy back on that. I think my problem was the chasm between where Nick thought he stood in the company and getting fired. Like, that's a real doofus if you think that you're about to make junior partner and you're about to get fired. Like yeah. that is that that's is the next level. Yeah, dumb. that's real bad. And, and he could be. I mean, maybe he is a doofus, yeah. and that shows us something. And that the movie's just playing chess, and I'm playing checkers. That could be it. Uh, the other thing is the whole when she kind of flips out on him for finding out that he wasn't even employed by this Finler company or whatever, but he ended up uh, just kind of helping structure their deals. And she gets so mad at him that she's like, I can't talk to you right now and just storms off a little bit to me of an overreach and overreaction to that. I I don't think, I don't feel like most humans would have that kind of dialogue. I think most people would be like, you know, that kind of, I I will just say this. I, I didn't have as much of a problem with it as you guys had. I think Debt makes people respond in very intense ways. And so when she finds out that even though he wasn't directly responsible, worked directly, he was even remotely uh, related to the currently the biggest problem in her life. Right. She responded that way. I don't I personally would not have, but I can see why someone would. If if she she has been going from phone call to phone call to phone call trying to figure out how to get rid of the debt that she's already paid, um, and then to find out that this guy that that she's uh, falling in love with is kind of even remotely related to it. it I, I, I mean, didn't I think can buy I, that. To I didn't think extent. it was. An I just think that like they did a lot to avoid all of the pitfalls of a normal Hallmark movie, which is they didn't have an almost kiss. Right. Uh, they didn't have that weird moment where Jesse Metcalf's talking to another girl or, or, or autumn reach talking to another guy. Um, they, they, they went out of their way to do that, but this misunderstanding was ne- It was bad. In my opinion, it was like, like, I get if you're going to overreact, but she clearly has fallen for this guy. They've already established, like, that is not a situation where... Which is why she reacts. But also... Like, if it was someone but, that she had just but, met, but, then but no also, big deal. all he has to say there is, I, I don't work there. Like, I left that job. It's not a good company. That's all he has to do, and it's over. Yeah. So it's still a bad misunderstanding because he can fix it by going, I'm out of here. Yes. There's right. definitely a lot that he could have done. I didn't think that her reaction was necessarily over the top. I thought it was just a, like— it, I, I just don't think it works. A little bit of communication makes it very, very Absolutely. Crazy. And I think that's my main issue. Yeah. It's not necessarily that was an overreaction. I, I think I misspoke on that. I think it's just that there was a lack of genuine human communication that would have— <laughs> like most people would have had in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those situations to me that that is just like— like guys, this is yeah. this is easy. And I also think fixable. that it, it was interesting. They have this big blow up, and it never really gets resolved. Not really. No, never. like no, no, no. she still just worked for them. She just comes to help. 
that later yeah. that night. It's so almost like it wasn't like, that big of a deal. Like, yeah, so maybe she came to terms <laughs> maybe with Maybe she fact. came to, yeah. yeah. And, and, and if that's the case, in, in all honesty, maybe that's exactly. I would exactly, have liked to have heard that conversation. I, I don't know. I it, For what it's worth, though, I think th- those are really my only two big beefs with it. Sure. I'm sure that there might be other ones, but overall, man, maybe I'm just giving this one a fair pass. You get a fair a, pass? A, maybe I'm giving <laughs> it a lazy I pass. I giving it a pass, and it deserves one. <laughs> uh, for me, it's just like random little things, of course. It, not, there was a ton that stuck out as like gaping uh, holes. Uh, Clem at one point compares himself to his truck because he he, he sputters and leaks. Which is Come just on, Clem. A little TMI, uncomfortable. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> sputter and leak. I, I think we all sputter sometimes, worried about the leaking. Uh, <laughs> how uh, there's a, a uh, he's, he asked Nick, hey, take my truck, go deliver the tree to Julie, right? He goes, delivers the tree to Julie. Comes when he gets home, there is a tree waiting outside of his apartment. How did the tree get there? Because he had Clem's truck that entire time. And even if he took the truck back to Clem, Clem would then need to load the tree onto his truck and beat him to his own apartment. And that old fellow, unless he stopped for groceries, which he didn't because he had none. That's right. There's no way for him to yeah, beat him yeah, back there yeah. uh unless he walked it there what if he did it earlier in the day he, he could, left the lot earlier in the day I put have it there deliver- and, and nick could not go home i, I think that's plausible plausible thinking ahead it's plausible yeah. is it is it possible may is it plausible definitely definitely um <laughs> and then he says um his dad says four four trees that's a lot Making up for lost time, and Nick says, "Who knows? Maybe it'll be five next year." <laughs> I, and I don't understand that response at all. No. Is next year? Is he going to be making up for Sim- even more yeah. lost time? Simple answer. Hey, yes I remembered. No. I remembered more lost time. Yeah, I need five trees. That's right. Ten trees. Ten Make trees. Even baker's dozen. Merry Christmas, mm. uh, Dan. So there's a lot of lines in this movie that are bad. It starts pretty early and it continues strong. Uh, Autumn Reacher's character is talking about all the red tape from this health insurance thing, which if she paid it is not her problem anymore. Different story for a different day. But she says, you've heard of red tape. Well, this is red quicksand. I don't, I get it. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, you just is start it quick, sinking. You sink it and it's, it's, red, it's quicker. It's, it's the color red. It's quicker. Red tape is only a thing because you, you have to get through all of it to get the result you want. But, but imagine saying it's just quicksand, but the color red. Yeah. No, I get it. I yeah, get it. No, I, we get it. I get it. Um, if you've, I actually, ever, been in, if you've ever been in quicksand, you more than once. Wow. I'm not proud of it. Wow. But yeah, you I told you. I got you out of it. You, you were did. like, I'm never going to do that again. And you then I fell like, right in again. And I'm like, for the love of mistletoe. <laughs> I hated that it happened. Yeah, I pushed wow. you in. Um, so uh, <laughs> really hung out together. Dan showed up, said, what are you guys doing? Red quicksand. <laughs> and I said, red quicksand? I thought you said red tape. And then they were like, to go in the quicksand, you got to sign all these forms. They're like, There's so much red tape to get in this quicksand. I thought it'd be easy. That's right. One no. step too many. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know Autumn Reeser's name in the movie. What is it? Uh, it's Julie. Julie and her son, Matt. They talk about her father a lot, and they reference him correctly every time. So it's, you know, my father, Matt's granddad, and they want to make sure that they understand how a family tree works, which is neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. But apparently he had a line that he would say all the time, and that line is, we're not giver-uppers. And 
I just think that's a terrible line to say to anyone for any reason. Even if you're talking to a kid, speak speak better. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I liked it. Nick, I like Nick it comes over and puts the tree up, and it is tilting a solid twenty degrees to the right. That is true. It's like if you tilt, it's like most photographers in the Hallmark movies. You're like, this is a good shot. Uh, but if you tilt your head this way, it's straight. And he goes, there it is, nice and straight. And then the next scene, they're decorating it straight. I don't understand I, it. I can't, I can't ever yeah. criticize anybody's Christmas. I've had no. a lot of bad yeah. Christmas tree experiences. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's tough I've cut to from the top I will before. say that this is a fairly egregious tilt. But I can just imagine, I just remember growing up. Like, my dad was just so, like, we would decorate the tree all day, sing, you know, sing songs, playlists. It was all great. But actually getting that tree in the stand and getting it level was the only part of the day with any frustration. Because my dad would get magazines out. Yeah. And he would make like he would make sure it was as straight and level as possible. And I thought that's how every family did it. Turn, turns out my dad just wanted the Christmas tree straight. Um You guys know about my uh my uh first Christmas tree experience as married? As a married? Don't. As a married? No. We get the tree homes too big, right? And so, what do you do if the tree? You uh, you cut you cut uh, some off the bottom. Off the bottom, that's bottom. right. Oh, you told me this. I yeah. cut it from the top. Yeah, you made I a rhombus. Be, so what happened was <laughs> I got I'm, a Christmas rhombus. I'm leaning the tree up. It's hitting the ceiling. It's hitting the ceiling, and I'm like, oh well, we'll just snip 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 it, it, so then we can lean it up. And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, it does look a little wonky, but yeah, yeah, it's Christmas for you. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, and then a buddy you. comes over and he's like. What happened to the top of your tree? I was like, oh, I had to cut it off. He was like, why don't you cut it from the bottom? That's just being a dummy. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I know it's not smart, but no. in but in my defense, there is no the defense. trees, I'm leaning yeah. it up, it hits the ceiling. The I'm like, oh, it's hitting the ceiling. I'm going to cut off the part it's hitting. This is one of those things that if you had just taken a couple seconds, just yes, slow absolutely. down, take a step absolutely. back, ask for help. That's what I, Daniel Tiger is always I, talking. I've never been one to to sit and think no, it no, through. No. I, you gotta, you gotta go. Or else I'll yeah. forget. Especially when you're a married. Uh, yeah, when you're a married, uh, it's, the uh, first, a married. it's the, it's the uh, first, it's the first yeah. Christmas together. You gotta make it right. I've got a bunch more and since both of your weight what's sucked, I'll keep going. Uh, I, I think mine was bad. Um, I actually like the Christmas tree one. How about I did me? Like that. Sputters and leaks. That was good, too. I had that written down. Um, so she does add... Four trees, this five next year. This isn't one... Calm down. It was a joke. Uh, three, this isn't one of my... She asks... One adult asks another adult, do you know any Christmas carols? And I don't know why that that ever should take place in a movie. Everyone knows at least one Christmas carol. But I do want to camp out on a, a couple things here. Um, one guy says, I don't know what kind of strings you pulled, but they're pretty good. And... For the life of me, the strings are not the quality of the strings mean nothing. There, it means they're a puppet. It doesn't. The strings are not not important. But Nick is talking about his dad and how he got the Porsche. And do you remember this story in the movie? Yeah, yeah. So it's he, a great story. He says that he went to the same business school his dad did, and his agreement with his dad was that if he got a higher GPA than his dad, then his dad would give him the Porsche. And then he gets very like proud of himself and says, I beat him by one point. How dumb is your dad? A full GPA point? Like, I, I think he meant like point one or so something. So he beat him by a tenth of a point. Well, maybe, okay, listen, maybe his dad was pulling a 3.0. So he beat him by a full, so his dad barely scraped by in, in, in law school, business school, you got to have at least, a, what, a 2 out to graduate? He barely scraped by with a middling GPA, and he made a bet with his son for oh, a Porsche? Maybe they're on the five-point scale. 
There, there, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> I would just say if I'm making, I think his point is if I'm making a bet with my son for a Porsche. That's right. I probably have a really good GPA. That's right. And he doesn't. But apparently he does his son can beat him by at least a point. I think he met tenth of a point and he just. I did. Think, so you're saying it's bad riding is what you're saying. I, yes. I, no, no, that's not. That's on a, It's a slip of the tongue. That's the character. It's on the character. I beat him by a point. There's only four points. Okay, he might have not been. You beat him by twenty five percent. Okay, okay. Listen, hear me out. I'll be. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I probably would have said the same thing. Like when I'm thinking about a tenth of a and point. You know what? Considering how many college GPAs you've had, yeah, I still have one. <laughs> still, have still working on it. It's still good. Mm, uh, beating you guys by a point. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh, early in the movie, these fire engines, like fire trucks come in, sirens a-blazing to the, the tree shop. Like, sirens are on. Red trucks, all of them, gets out. One guy's named Reggie. He's Clem's good buddy. They say, hey, they help him put the sign up. They brought a reporter. Later in the movie, Clem falls. Reggie shows up as a paramedic in an ambulance. What's going on with Reggie? Like, I, the I fire do, department doesn't pay what you do. He's got moonlight as a paramedic. I do. Wow. I do think that uh, a, one fireman on each fire truck has to be a paramedic. But he's not on the fire truck. He's in an ambulance with a coat that says paramedic. Yeah, you kind of team up sometimes. <laughs> wow, it's, then, a, it's a team up. I, I want to be clear. There was blood in this movie, which I can't believe. They make his fall look like he's going to die, and unless I misunderstand something here. He needs to be under 24-hour supervision for his cut Correct. hand and then he no longer and even bum knee. and then he no longer even needs a bandage. That's how I understand it. Yeah. I think my biggest question is <laughs> what, what is going on there? My biggest yeah. question is yeah. Nick brings Clem to his house. Yeah. And then Clem's come comes back to his house it the did. next day. Yeah, that they wasn't. said there was something about Autumn Reese for help down in there you had, somewhere. Had to clean up but the glass. I just glass. don't know how you go from needing adult supervision to being completely healed in 24 hours. It doesn't make any sense at all. None. He literally has 12 hours where he's like, my hand, I can't do anything. And then he's, the next scene, he's, he's good. It's good to go. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I think it's fine. It's good enough for me. Uh, it's time for What the Hallmark. It's part of the show we wonder Full what could have been. Less. What would maybe happen. That would give some clarity to the questions we still have. Uh, maybe you guys can help. So... If there's anybody out there that runs a Christmas tree lot, uh, you could be of service here. You can email us, hello at Um Clem says that he sells 500 trees a year. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what he says. Yeah. Is that enough for that to be his job, his only job? No, it's mm-hmm. only like 500 trees at 50 bucks a pop's, what, $25,000? Yeah. Yeah. So if it's so, $100. But he's a on pop, social security, I imagine, yeah. at this point. But also. And he lives in that trailer. That's where is he getting those trees from? He's not getting the trees for free. So it's not like that's all profit. Well, he maybe farm, maybe farms them. Yeah. But he's got a tree farm. He's got a tree he farm. owns a tree farm. Well, now he's, he's got plenty of money. Yeah. He's so, doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just interested. Yeah. I, I've never really thought much about the. I, I always see the guys out there living, like selling, selling if the you're trees. You're only pushing 500 trees in a holiday season. You're not making much money. Yeah. It didn't seem like a lot to me no. for how popular his no. tree was. Trees are in between 50 and 100 bucks. He's making in between 25 and 50K, and then he's got to pay out everything. And he's paying. You know, Nick, minimum wage plus a dollar. Plus a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And he's working 24-7, it yeah. seems like. Mine yeah. kind of piggybacks off that. I want to know where Clem lives during the off season. Like, mm-hmm. now, currently, it's clear he could stay on the lot, but now that the lot is a park moving forward, 
Mm. Um, he's got to move his trailer. So where's he going to live the other t- 10 months of the year? That's, That's a good question. question. Is he going to yeah. live in the, in the jet stream? Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. In the, in the, yeah. the stri- wind stream, wind stream whatever wind stream, it is. Yeah, yeah. The, whatever. Yeah. The stream. I've got another one, but if you have a Clem one, you go for uh, it. I don't have a Clem one. Okay. Um, I, I'm very confused and I'm concerned about how much work they're giving seventh graders. Um, because uh, there's a kid in this movie named Mia who has makeup work uh, that she's fallen behind the last couple of weeks, and she brings it over on Christmas Eve. So she's working over the holidays on this work for her teacher, Julie Autumn Reeser, and she hands her a binder like this thick with makeup work, and that's just for science class. And I'm just concerned. I'm concerned that the amount of work is too much. I want to hear how much work Mia had to do. It's in seventh grade. Let's back off a little bit. I mean, for the love of everything. And then also be. there is, it was the the late night star session. Was that extra credits? Yeah. I'm also wanting to know how much money she got paid for that because you know how schools are big on giving teachers extra money for extracurriculars. They love to really back up the Brinks truck for teachers on that. So I don't know how much money she got there. I'm interested yeah. in that too. Uh, I would love a movie, hear me out, that Ooh, is okay. a flashback of Clem with his wife yeah. and, and, and a little bit more of that dynamic there. I would love yeah. to see that a little bit good more. Good answer, good uh, answer. I, I think that's where mine is right now. Yeah. Uh, lo- I, I think that was a really fun plot point. She sounds like she's a blast. They're driving, they get engaged or married on Christmas Eve, if I'm not mistaken. They're driving through Louisiana farmlands and she sees a, a Christmas kind of hoe down at a barn and she's like, I want to dance and want to do it. That sounds like that a leads to, I, be, I believe skinny dipping. There was a, we- it was, the, there was a lot of questions with Clem. It's <laughs> but I love just, it. Just, I love this. Such a great guy. Lived story. a life. This guy's yeah, lived did. a life. I love that. I would love to have a movie where there's flashbacks to that. I, I'm a flashback boy. Yeah. They don't do I'd a lot of flashbacks in the Hallmark. They don't, yeah. but I feel like that would have been really, that would have been fun to have like a spinoff of that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm oh, all for it. I want to dance with somebody. You don't know the words? Nope, sure don't. Yeah. I want to dance with somebody. Who? Uh, with somebody, somebody who loves me. Don't you want to dance? Don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance. Go. Don't you want to dance? Don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance. <laughs> you goodness. Wow, that is friendly TV. You are getting it today. FriendlyTV.com. Uh, guys, it is uh, my favorite part of the show. It is the patron of the week slash episode slash whatever day today is. Um, what's going on, guys? I've heard, so I've noticed I, now you have notes. I do have some notes. So I've had to take some. What you what he does is is to do an improv to an improv bit. Right. He takes notes to be prepared. Sure. Yeah. That is a riot on right. every level. Like, sure. Sure. He's, guys, he's not making this up on the spot. He pulled out notes. Right. Because sure. he's thought of what he thinks are funny ideas. Sure. Sure. For these patrons. Well, no, right. I, well and no, in his defense, he came to me today and he said, Bran, uh, can you? I, it's I my research. It's my research. It's his research. It's his research. It's my research. What do you want? You I thought have... this whole time it was an improv bit? I did. I'm sorry. But no. <laughs> like, we yeah. literally. Every time I say, Dan, uh, Panda does, uh, just scours the internet. Like, he had, like, this uh, is his yeah. job. I mean, what you want from me? You Dan? thought he was just showing up willy nilly? No, I knew he did research, but it seems weird that as soon as we do this, he doesn't know who I'm going to call out yet. How's he pulling up notes? 
Because I did the research. No, we he knows. We do tell you. Okay. We talked about this at show. You, mm-hmm. All right, you've just been throwing out random names. Yeah, I've been throwing out random names. If you can believe it, and it always is the one he researches. Well, that's good. He's researched all of them. Yes, he's researched that all of them. That was my whole point. That's the yes. thing. Yeah. I know them all off. The when card. we get a new one, get he's your scenario out. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Rachel Lilly, Sarah Schmidt. Rachel Lilly, and wait, and Sarah Schmidt. It's a both and. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't yeah. there a third one? There is, in fact, Samantha McDaniel. Samantha McDaniel. That's yeah. right. Okay, man, this one's crazy. You were telling me about this one earlier. Yeah, I was talking what about this happened? one. What uh, happened? Well, Brand, here's the deal. They all met, yes. all three of them, working third shift. As you do. As you do, at uh, Dogs on Ice. Dogs on Ice? <laughs> dogs on Ice. Wow. Uh, what is Dogs on I'm Ice? I'm glad you asked, Brand. Dogs on Ice. Uh, dogs, <laughs> D-A-W-G-S. Okay? Why does that matter? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked that, Dad, because <laughs> you go and you ice. <laughs> you ice skate with your dogs, your best friends. Okay. But also, here's the plot twist. You can also walk your dog on the ice. So it's Dogs on Ice. Right, but they're you're on the ice regardless. Why? <laughs> yeah, why does your it, dogs can be on the ice, but also your dogs can be on the ice, like your friends. Like your friends. yeah, do- dogs. D a w g. Do they have little ice skates for the doggy? Pups? Yeah, they do. That's well, cute. That seems so, okay. like an accident waiting to happen. Uh, have they had any issues with, <laughs> with a, a with torn? The, like paws don't seem like great ice skating. Well, oh, that's why. You right, have, right. You no, have, but that's that's and where there's four of them. That's and where there's pizza, pizza, French fries, pizza, pizza, French fries. Right, right. The entire time. Okay, gotcha. No, and that's where they have to have that's why they were meeting on the third shift and uh one these three sure what, who dog, is it uh, so sarah they worked rachel third shift at dogs on ice yes so third, dogs on ice was open 24 7 it, it had a massive 3 a.m to 11 p.m it's 11 there's nothing else to do in love chuck love chuck love chuck what state uh, massachusetts massachusetts love chuck massachusetts the third shift of Dogs on Ice. And this is where people... What happened to the Okay, so do, well, they, met, third they were working third shift. One's a lot of people serving come the out. dogs on ice. One's making sure the dogs when on ice don't... serving dogs on ice. They serve do- hot dogs or like... <laughs> no, no, actual hot dogs on ice. Yeah. Okay, they're serving... It's, it's their specialty. Okay, gotcha. Sure. And one's making sure... So it's sure a three-way. It works. It's dogs on ice, dogs on ice, dogs on ice. Right. That, gotcha. That's right. Correct. It's a genius concept. It is, especially in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so really, they met. They met. Uh, they pulled their money together because one of the things, you know how you always have like a DJ playing the music in the background. Well, instead of having the DJ, they've just been playing Deck the Hallmark. Wow. Really? And they said, you know what? We want to we want to throw these boys some love. And so they decided to sponsor us on the so Patreon. The, currently somewhere at four in the morning. Yeah. You know what? There are people with their dogs and their friends and a hot dog on ice ideas. skating to the rhythm of the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Guys, yes. let's give that them some skate. Phenomenal. Too. Are you ready? Let's for do those it. of you out there at Dogs on Ice, this one's for you. Got my dogs on ice. Skating fast, skating nice. Boom, da, boom, boom. I love my doggy. I hope he don't go party on the ice. Boom, boom, boom. A party on the ice. Boom, bum, bum. A party on the ice. Boom, bum, bum. Party on the ice. Boom, bum, bum. Party on the ice. I really like going on the ice with my doggy. That was really good. Well, that was phenomenal. Yes. Man, that was so good. The they album gonna, is going to be fire. They are going <laughs> to <they're gonna> groove <laughs> hard to that. They, that that's going to be on our Christmas album. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. more on that Spoiler coming alert. soon. Vote, vote, vote. 
Vote, vote, vote. We did uh, it. We did do it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow with a God wink Christmas. Mm. Um, but until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast presented by Friendly TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina at the flagship property studios on East Coffee Street. For more information, go to deckthehallmark.com.